and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. If you're looking for a place to belong, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high-quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy, so thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization, and donations of $50 or more are also tax-deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support, and may God bless you. Hello, and welcome back to Abiding Together. Welcome to Season 6. We have a lot of amazing things planned for you, and we are just happy to be with you. We hope you had a wonderful summer. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely, lovely friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. And I want to say, can I just say in front of planet Earth, I missed you guys this summer. I missed you a lot. And I'm glad that, you know, we're reunited and it feels so good. Can I just say that? It feels so (laughs) good. At long last. <laughs> Although we've touched base many, many times over the summer, it's just not the same it as our it. regular scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And so many people, like, we all go places and people are like, oh my gosh, we miss you. Come back. You know, like, I hope you guys come back. I'm like, I know it's wait, you have to wait till September, but we did. We missed each other. So if y'all missed us, we missed each other. We missed you. We missed our listeners too. Oh, yeah. It was good to have a summer break, but I feel like we were going through withdrawal. It did feel like my normal Mm -hmm. rhythm to check in with both of you. I mean, we did check in Mm -hmm. almost every other day, but like (laughs) via text or whatever, but just having our normal set conversations and checking in. And so I missed you, ladies. Welcome back. Yeah, we missed you. We missed you. So if you're new to our podcast, you're most welcome. So what we usually do is we kind of just chat a little bit about kind of how things are going, especially since we haven't, we've had a summer break. And so Heather, just want to open the floor to you, my dear friend, how was your summer and kind of what is God doing in your life right now as we jump into season six? Well, summer, I mean, (laughs) just to keep it real, friends. Yeah, but you do. It's how we do it. Planned. I mean, I came out of the last part of the year heading into summer break like, oh, I just hanging on. I need a break. It's going to be so awesome. We're going to spend some time at the lake. 
And things just didn't turn out that great. I got sick for a little bit at the mm-hmm. beginning, and then there was all sorts of things that transpired, which just didn't really provide the kind of break that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really beautiful because early in, I had made a post about this in our private Facebook discussion group, but the Lord just said to me very early on in the summer uh, from the scriptures, I will give you rest. And that just kept coming to me. And the more that I sat with it, I just felt like God was saying, Heather, all these things that you were looking for this summer, they're not bad things, but they're not going to give you the rest that you need. Like oh. I am the one mm. who who is going to give you rest and who is really going to restore your soul in the way that you need. And so it, it was just a beautiful... A little entry point for me to change my perspective on what I was expecting to kind of let go of idols that maybe I had created in a way that I didn't realize um, and to just open myself up to the rest that God wanted to provide. So although it wasn't the summer I had planned, it wasn't bad. It was good to just like offer these things and grow. You know, it was that it was just a different kind of summer for me. But how about you, Michelle? Tell us. Yeah, my summer was good. I did have a little downtime and play time. We did our vacation this summer a little bit differently. I took off 10 days and I barely, I didn't open my computer those whole 10 days. I didn't check on other things and we just played and was present to family. And um, I could have probably used another 10 days after that. Like I could have, you <laughs> the know. The pictures you sent were so cute of your family at that time. It was yeah. Beautiful. It was just a lot of fun. It was the perfect amount of visiting family and playing and a lot of quality time and the perfect amount of time. Then we went to a lake house for five days and mm. just rested and played and got on the boat and taught kids how to ski and all of that. And just, so um, fun. yeah, it was just a really good summer. And um, I was ready for my kids to be back in school. Like I love the not schedule part. I love the not activities part on the the hustle and bustle but then like by the end of the summer I'm always craving the rhythm craving you know the rhythm of earlier bedtimes and stuff like that especially when you have kids spread out in age like I have littles that go to bed earlier but then now I have teenagers that stay up to all hours (laughs) and then little ones that want to get up early in the morning and so I'm like am I ever by myself is my house ever quiet and the answer is no no it is not (laughs) You know, and we had the epidemic. Heather tried to solve this last summer of let's see how many cups we can use in the summer and leave on the counter. <laughs> oh, you talked about that. What? So yeah. how did you guys solve that? Like it is not walk. solved. It is an epidemic. It is a widespread epidemic in my house, and they just like to drink and they just feel like they need a new cup and leave it on the counter every time. So for those of you that are not mothers, I'm so sorry. Like I'm like totally sound like a mom ranting, but it is the struggle is real. People put your cups up. Like I can't see them on the counter, but it is. It was really, yeah, it was a great summer. How about you, sister? Oh, I love it. I'm laughing already. Uh, it was good. It, I feel kind of like Heather that the summer was for me very full, and I had a lot of a beautiful times of ministry with people. So I just a lot of Steubenville conferences and a lot of work with different healing retreats and things like that, which were all beautiful. Um, but yeah, it was also very challenging to be quite honest as well. So there were some really big challenges this summer to my heart and just on deeper levels, which I think we're going to talk about later today in our episode. But but yeah, learning of um, what it does mean to rest and you know my word for the year. I was thinking about this morning. I woke up really early this morning and I was thinking of the word this, my word for the year is go, <laughs> you know, and I've been going, but I'm like, Lord, is this the way I'm supposed to be going? Like, do you, do you want me to keep going in this <laughs> yeah. way? When does my word stop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what does it mean to go? So, but, but it's good. I spent some time with my mom even, and we work, you know, she has power tools and we were out in the, her yard with power tools, which are a lot of fun. I enjoy stuff like that. And so that was great to be with her and had some really wonderful adventures, talked to a lot of amazing people at different conferences across the 
donation, which was amazing. Um, and my religious community, my salt community had our annual assembly. And I do have to say that, I don't even know if you guys have seen this, but our community of religious sisters finally got rings, right? So he put a oh, ring on it, right? Wow. So we had a ring ceremony nice. at our, in our just official, like, like a wedding, you know, as a wedding ring is a, as a visible sign of your commitment that somebody's made a commitment to you and you've made a commitment to somebody else. So that Jesus is my bridegroom forever. So, um, we got rings. Beautiful. I can't believe you're just showing this. I haven't even to us seen now. you. Like totally withholding information. <laughs> like really? You could text that in a picture, girl. Oh, yes. Like you could have texted that. <laughs> I should have. You know? Like if I got a ring or got engaged, yeah. I would have texted you, but no, you didn't text us. Okay, that's okay. Fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I love it. That's so so that was really beautiful. And I love I just love seeing it. we've wanted to wear a ring for years, but as a community we just, you know, couldn't quite decide on one, but we finally did. And so it's just I mean, as you know, like when you guys got married, like it just catches you off guard. I'm just like, oh, it's yeah, it's like a visible, beautiful sign of mm-hmm. so I love it. So that that was probably that that's could be my awesome. favorite part of the whole summer. I do have to say. So that's beautiful. Yeah. And we do want to see up close pictures, although we can see it on Skype right now. That's not quite <laughs> enough. We need all the all the shots. <laughs> we will. We'll we'll see each other soon, will we not? Yeah, we could just spend a couple days together. That'll be a lot of fun. So so we thought that there's so many things. We have so many of ideas. You should see our Google Doc for ideas for this summer or this season of all the ideas that we have for podcast episodes. But we thought about last summer, we had talked about just that was just when the scandal in the church had broke. And so there was a lot of talk about that. And, and Heather, you want to talk about that? Somebody had reposted that. And so we're not going to talk about that per se, but just kind of like the areas of our life, like what God is doing like a year out. And as we dive into another school year, which for many of us is like a new year, is something about fall, you know, this the, you know, pumpkin spice latte comes out and you're like, I need to do something with my life. So uh, it's kind of like, what what is God doing in your life? So Heather, if you want to talk a bit about kind of how that spurred your heart on this, and then we were going to, we're going to dive into our content of like what God is doing in our life now and where he's leading us to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love sister. You're very good at this. It's like looking back and remembering and looking at graces or what has come out of a certain season. Mm-hmm. And so when one of our listeners reposted in our group this morning, our post from a year ago, which was when the scandal broke and all our hearts were shattered and, and for many of us, they still are, you know, in certain ways, yeah. it's not something that just goes away. Um, it just caused me to sort of pause and go, okay, what's been really happening since then? What are the things that I've taken like from where the church is at and what is going on around us? And I think for all three of us, we've continued to come back again over and over to personal holiness. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of things that are you know not within our control and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be working towards and fighting for and you know like asking for justice and all of that that's all a part of it. But at the end of the day, what is within my choices and control matters. And control, I'm using that word loosely because there's Mm -hmm. really not much that's within our control. But we do have the ability to make choices within our own life, to really grow in holiness and be who we are meant to be, to be um, who God is calling us to be. And that that actually matters, that the impact isn't just for me. Like when I commit to a life of growing in holiness, that the impact isn't just for me, the benefit isn't just for me, but it's so that I can be a witness to those around me so that I can be an instrument for God to use to bring about change and uh, His love in the world in a deeper way. And so it really kind of fit together with the theme and the topic that we wanted to talk about today. I, mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what about you? As Heather talks about that, we, we spoke about that before we started recording, but what would, what would you like to share with our listeners about that? Yeah, I think for me, even the summer was a really growing summer, but in a good mm-hmm. way. 
Like mm-hmm. I just tackled a lot of things. Um, I think there's like a renewed sense of fervor for me, like to really be intentional about my spiritual growth, about my emotional growth, about just growing in general, really be intentional how I live and um, knowing that true reform starts within like, and it's an interior reform and reform in my heart, reform my spirit. And the Holy Spirit has just been really working on me to how do I yield to him? Like how do I get overwhelmed with a lot of the details of life? And one of the things I was walking last week by myself and I walk probably every morning around five thirty or six majority time it's with my husband, but that's where I process a lot is when I walk. And it was really interesting. I was walking and it was in the cool of the evening. So I felt like it was, it was a really a cool evening here, which is a oxymoron and the panhandle. Yes. She's in Florida. Yeah. yeah so. You know, today is a heat index of 104, <laughs> but so I felt like it was like a very, like an Eden walk, you know, walking with him in the cool of the night. And I was just praying about things and thinking about all the details of life. And he, it was like, I could feel his, him whisper to my, like just spirit say, when you feel overwhelmed like this, let me overshadow you with my presence. Just say mm. yes to what I have for you. Mm. Like a total fiat moment. When you feel overwhelmed, allow me to overshadow you with my presence. Yield to me, you know, mm. invite me into the situation. And there was such a tenderness in the moment in that prayer because I felt like it was, he was inviting me. It was an invitation. And I just love how the Holy Spirit never forces. Yeah. He never forces. He only comes when he is invited. And there is, he's called our comforter for a reason. And just even in that moment of prayer, it was just like this comfort. Like, oh my gosh, like he is really with us. I mean, it tells us in scripture, you know, it's better that I go because I'm sending you this advocate that will be with you. And we say these things and they are in scripture and we say these things in our tradition of Catholic tradition, but like, how does that really play out in our everyday life? And I think that is one of the things we've said it before on this podcast where we want to go. Uh, our theology has to be an everyday reality. Amen. It can't be just a study of God. It has to be knowing Him. It has to be allowing Him to illuminate our life in every moment and to be after experience Him. And, but we're the ones that have to bring Him in mm-hmm. to our every moment and really create time and space to encounter Him and to hear His voice. And yeah, so it was a beautiful summer for me. It was a very growing summer. I had to look at some really hard personal things. Um, like, honestly, I just had to be an adult. Like, there's areas <gasps> like, it. I know, it's hard. What? You're like, okay, Never. like, what age do you get? Do you, are like, all right, I cannot, like, these childish ways cannot come. Oh, you know, girl, that's you. a good word. Say something yeah. about that, please. Mm. I just think where you realize, okay, the things that you have used in your past before, mm-hmm. like, and a lot of times it's not even... At the beginning, it's not sinful. You you develop these things just to survive yep. whatever your story is. Mm-hmm. You know, these survival mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they're not going to work in the next season of life. Yeah. They're not going to work. If God is, you know, growing us glory to glory, what we've been using in the previous season will not go in the next season. Mm-hmm. We have to grow in maturity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it tells us in Scripture, you know, like basically you have to go from baby food to solid food, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And St. You know, Paul talks about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like, all right, what is that solid food? How do I react? And re- I mean, how do I not react in situations, but how do I respond in grace? <sighs> Mm-hmm. You know, those have been the big things to me. And like, how do I choose? I think one of the big things is realizing, uh, I'm not talking about like moral law, but things are not necessarily right or wrong. Things just are. So how do I respond in love? You know, and if mm-hmm. someone does wrong to like, if someone's behaving wrongly, I still respond rightly in love. You know, it doesn't matter what they do. Like I have to take them out of the equation. I'm responsible for me. But I like to think that, um, my uh, actions are justified if someone else is likely. <laughs> so, 
and, totally. and I want to defend myself or take offense and instead of just love in the situation. Mm-hmm. And it, I was telling y'all about a situation with Chris that happened last week. And I was just telling my husband, and I was like, it wasn't a right or wrong. And his opinion was very valid in the situation. But I, first thing I wanted to do is defend myself, be like, are you kidding me? Like, really? And mm-hmm. it wasn't that type of situation. I was like, I need to hear him and listen to him. And I need to love and respond with love and grow up. And I think... My response caught him so off guard, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> He's like, what, you're not going to argue with me over this? No. <laughs> like, look, you're being a big kid. I'm like, I am. I'm such a big kid. Aren't you proud of me? Like, I want a gold star when I behave that way, but that's probably <laughs> not what you're supposed to do. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's where I am. It's just been a really good growing summer, you know. And mm. yeah. What about you, sister? Well, I can, I resonate obviously so deeply with what you both have said. And I think for me, you know, I joke a lot and it's, it's really true. My motto in life is go big or go home, you know, and we, we talked about even titling this episode. I don't know if we will, but like, you know, disciples are disciplined and that root, that root word is the same root word meaning student. And I really do consider myself a student of life and I, I'm willing to learn whatever lesson I need to learn and go to any depths I need to go to get that. And so that's usually for discipline is for me, not a problem because I'm very type A and very driven and like, here's what needs to be done and let's do this. And so, and I want to be well. Um, But I really honestly had somebody that I love very much in my life kind of challenge that in me in, in a way of um, pursuing something good, but also pursuing it as kind of like what you're saying, Michelle, is almost like a self-defense mechanism against vulnerability, right? And this person loves me very much, and they very Mm -hmm. gently kind of laid that out just to see if, like, this is true, you know? And at the same time, Heather had sent me uh, the book by Father Jacques Philippe, The Way of Trust and Love, which is a retreat with St. Therese Little Flower. And it's been on my bookshelf for a while. And uh, it was at that same moment that that book was with me where I was, and I began to read it, and I knew it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And it's like the... It's the um, the delicate balance of cooperating with God's grace, of choosing to respond in grace, of of allowing God to heal me where I need to be healed, like all the broken parts of my story. But it's also me being willing as I can to offer the places of deep poverty that for whatever reason are still with me, that are so excruciating at times when they reveal themselves and and things that I can't fix in myself, things that are so humbling at times where all I can do is go to the Lord and say, Lord, this is this is a place where I'm very poor, and I, I'm just going to offer it to you. Instead of asking you to fix me or asking you to make this go away, you know, like, Lord, I, I, I need to come to you, and I ask that you would please bring me your grace and your kindness and your love here and help me to transform this and let me know if there's something that I need to do, but that I'm going to open myself in deep vulnerability to you and the deepest places of poverty that are excruciatingly painful and allowing God to heal like in, in his own, in his own time. Right. Not instead of what I want. Cause I have my own idea of what healing looks like or my own idea of what the best part of me looks like or what I should be, but allowing God to speak into that instead. And that, um, St. Therese, God told St. Therese, he said, don't view your poverty as a handicap, accept it as a grace. And I, I just, for me, that was such a, it was like a piercing moment in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we talk about go and we talk about this, and so there, there's like that balance, you know, the, the tender balance of of what I'm doing to cooperate with God's grace, but also the areas of poverty that God, He may or may not heal this side of heaven, yeah. but trusting that when I'm opening those places to Him 
and to people that love me that they can see those parts and uh and that has grace does that make sense so like it's it's you talk about a learning experience I was like and I of course I cried and, and I was like thank you for saying that to me I didn't you know, and I will certainly take a look at that and see, you know, if that's what the Lord is saying. And, and, and so, um, I'm grateful for those moments as well, where people love, because, you know, we talked about Bishop Barron when he, and he was on Jordan Peterson's podcast or they were on, I can't remember who was on whose, but, but they, but Jordan Peterson in tears, he said, you know, love is fierce (laughs) and love wants the best for the beloved. Love doesn't just let that person do whatever they want. Like love calls a person forth. And so this person loved me enough to say, Hey, you know what? Why don't you look at this and just see if it's true? And um, so, yeah, that was a very humbling, and it still is. But I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you? You love me. So what are what are mm-hmm. you saying here? Like, what are you saying? Amen. And what does it look in, like you shared with us the story, so you know the person that even spoke into your life did it out of such great love, like in such great tender love. Yeah. And um, it was interesting when I was meeting um, with uh, – the counselor for our family this summer, she said, she even asked me, she said, Michelle, you have to review your idea of what discipline means. You think it means being shamed Mm -hmm. instead of it means growing. You know, it says the father loves those he disciplines, you know, it is to be a disciple. It Mm -hmm. is to grow. And I don't know Mm -hmm. where I had bought into the lie where I, I had to like, it's okay to grow. It's okay to have it all together. That's what our life is. Like you said, sister, we are students. We are constantly growing. The mess is okay. Mm -hmm. Is it okay to sin in the mess? Mm -hmm. No, but the mess, it's okay. We're all doing it. So like, let us enter into the growth. Let us enter into the, you know, the garden and the dirt underneath our fingers and the weeds and pull them up and figure it out. So beautiful things can bloom in our hearts. And, um, when we also, I think, like it tells us in scripture also to boast of our weakness, you know, like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, for me, some days it's like, all right, I can boast a lot loud and clear, baby. Can you, can you hear me in the back row? Cause there's a lot to boast yeah. about, but it, mm-hmm. am I allowing those weaknesses places for God's glory to shine through? Cause that's what they're meant for mm-hmm. and realizing that he mm-hmm. is the savior and I'm not. And when you say, oh, you're like, of course I know that, but really, oh, do we when really you know encounter that? It. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we really know that, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. Heather, what about you? Yeah, I think that that tension that you were talking about, sister, is is what this episode is really about and where we, the three of us, have been led in our personal lives in a very deep way. It's like holding the tension between things like, yes, God is merciful and he loves us right where we are, yet we're called to be we're called to be transformed by his power. We're called to be be different than who we are right now. And that's mm-hmm. something that Jordan Peterson was talking about in a, a really interesting way with Bishop Barron. He was talking about um, how he disciplined one of his sons. And, mm-hmm. and he was basically saying, you know, all of us are coming like addicted and all of, you know, have all of these various problems. And this is not who we're meant to be. So to accept that within ourselves and accept that in one another, there's something that's tragic about that Mm -hmm. because love is a terrible thing, he said, or something like, I don't know his exact Mm -hmm. words, but he was like, it's painful to have to call someone into greatness because you're asking them to change something, you know, and and to be willing to go there with them Mm -hmm. is very painful sometimes. But it's what we're called to do if we truly love another 
And and if love truly is, you know, laying down our life for another person and willing the good of another, then it's going to require something of us that sometimes doesn't feel good at all. Mm-hmm. That is is feels the opposite of love maybe sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so to hold these two things in tension all the time to on one hand, yes, accept ourselves and accept our weakness, mm-hmm. yet not become complacent and justify it away. Mm-hmm. You know, to accept God's mercy, um, but then don't say, yeah, it's okay that I sin because God's so merciful, you mm-hmm. know, and just mm-hmm. sort of like keep these repetitive patterns in there. Mm-hmm. And so these are the things that I think we have to press into that all three of us are choosing to press into in very specific ways. Like Michelle, I know for you, like with the counseling work that you're doing and the, you know, adulting that's happening right now in your in your life, the the easier thing would be to just be like, hey, everybody, I am who I am. Just get over yeah. it. You're just going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And you guys know I love you. Okay. Like that would be a, an easier response than to do the hard work of being like, no, I trust that God has put certain people in my life and is providing certain tools for me to become fully mm. who I am Amen. so that I can love. You know, like at the end of the day, it's so that we can be transformed into the image of God so that we can be his love in a greater way in the world. I mean, we know the scriptures that say you can do all of these great things, but if you don't have love, you're like a clanging symbol. Well, this is legit. Like if we're not looking at that and holding that very closely in our heart and our mind, then why would we ever change? Why would we go down a hard road? Um, we have to have the goal in mind, you know, and the goal is a deeper union with Christ, but also to be able to bring other people into communion with him also by our lives, by our witness. And that doesn't just happen by having the idea. I think lots of us have these ideas. It's like, oh, we've heard that before. Oh, yeah, I know. But if you aren't specifically choosing it, if you aren't specifically pursuing it, like pursuing a disciplined life, pursuing um, freedom from certain sin, pursuing adulthood in the places, and all of us, Michelle, like you're sharing that, but I know for sister and I, Mm -hmm. we are all in the same boat. And our listeners, Mm -hmm. we all have places where we're very young, where we're being invited to grow up, Mm -hmm. you know, to to be um, spiritual mothers, to be who who we are meant to be. Uh, yeah, so it's an invitation, really, mm-hmm. but it's not an easy one. It's a hard one, but I think that's where I've been left. Like as I look at the church and all the unraveling that's happened within the last year, and my own disappointments in parish life and diocesan life and all of these different things, I go, "What can I do? Well, I can get serious about my relationship with God, about my love affair with Him. Amen. You know, because it's not just about my own power. Yet I have choices to make. That's the tension. Amen. Really, is like." Am I am I completely dependent in my poverty upon grace? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are there things that I can do? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's both. Mm-hmm. It's the both and. I think we say mm-hmm. that a lot. And that's exactly what Bishop Barron was saying in that interview with Jordan Peterson is the only way up is down. <laughs> And it's down to the depths. That's that's the Paschal mystery. And I, we've talked about this before. That, that, my dear friends, if we haven't said this before, well, I'm just going to say it. Like The only way forward for the Catholic Church is through the Paschal mystery, is through the suffering, death, and resurrection Amen. of Jesus Christ. Whether we're a bishop, whether you're a priest, whether whoever you are in the church, every single person, that because we're the bride, our only way through is to take upon and unite ourselves with and be united to the the, the bridegroom the source of mm-hmm. life. So it's only through the continued walk through his suffering, death, and resurrection, because it's for a purpose, like you're saying, Heather, there is no other way forward for the church. I'm all for parish ministries, and I'm all for parish programs and things like that. But Lord have mercy, people. <laughs> like that, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the daily encounter that's really going to bear fruit to those very programs. But it's very true. Mm-hmm. It's the personal 
uh, it's the personal intimacy with Jesus Christ that it's predicated on a relationship with him every single day in good times and mm-hmm. in bad and, you know, from sickness and in health for better, for worse. Like that's, he's calling us. He's calling us as a bride. He's like, I love you. I love you, my bride. It's time. Yeah. It's time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we're called to that individually and collectively. Like how Amen. do we accompany one another to go all the way down to the depths? Are we willing exactly, to do that? Exactly. Because I think yep. that's where our parishes are falling apart. That's where our communities are falling apart is that we're not willing to do that. We want to mm-hmm. stay surface level. Let's get a donut and not talk about things. Like mm-hmm. instead of being like, no, I'm willing to go down there with you. You know, yes. and and the reason why I can is because I'm going down there myself, and someone is accompanying me going down there. <laughs> Amen, you know, it's like yep. we are all in it together. You can't we stay are. where you are and then pretend to accompany other people down to the depths if you're not willing to go there yourself. That that is a comfortable place for most of us to stay. It's like, well, I just yeah. want to get. I'll just keep serving other people, but I'm not willing to look at my own stuff. You know, mm. and um. I think in many ways it's like, well, we could have kicked off this season with a lot of fun things. You know, it's like that would be so much easier. <laughs> this isn't but, fun. Yeah, <laughs> it is good. <laughs> exactly. I love it though. But yeah. I think the three of us are like, no. I mean, let's keep it real. You know, this is where yeah, it matters the most. Let's start where it matters the most. Yeah. What are you thinking, Michelle? Where it matters the most, and where, like, even allowing the, like we've said this a couple of times, the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. Like, mm-hmm. ask for that desire. You know, put on him like, Amen. Lord, give me a holy desire for you. Give, make me hungry. Like, make me hunger yes. and thirst for you. Give me an all, like, allow yourself t- to be consumed by the all-consuming fire. I think it's that mm. invitation. Is That's where you start. Like, just say, Lord, I don't know how you come. You know, help me to desire you. You lead me in that way. Amen. And it was interesting. Um, like I said, Chris and I go on a lot of walks. We were talking one day. And I don't even know how we got on the subject, but we were talking about, like, uh, in high school, we did like theme songs. And so he was asking me what my theme song was for my friend. I said, well, shiny, happy people from R.E.M. and B-52s. You know, it was like awesome. And he looked at me and he goes, would you still say that's your theme song? And I said, no, I think my theme song now would probably be like Try a Little Tenderness. She may be weary, young girl. <laughs> And so, that's a great question. What would be your theme song right now? Hey, it probably changes a, by the season, but it does. That's a good one. And it was, but yeah. it was really interesting because that all that week really what I've been praying is, Lord, what song are you singing over me right now? What is a redemption song? That was the question I took to prayer because of that. But then it brought me back to where was that? Where is that girl? Where was that girl that used to bounce like that? Why is she not that? Like the responsibilities of life. And not that I'm not happy or joyful, but where is that girl? And I think this is a season for me, like even where I was saying, like like I'm digging in deep and not because anything is in crisis. It's because things mm-hmm. are stable right now that I can go deeper. But where mm-hmm. is that girl? And I remember when Chris and I were first dating, we went to um, the Basilica in Washington, D.C., and if you've ever not been there, go to that Basilica. But I love walking up the big steps to the Basilica in Washington, D.C., and it says, the universal call to holiness is written in marble. And mm. there's something about that when you walk up and see those steps. And I remember the first time I went with Chris, I was looking up there, and I saw it, and we weren't even in, um, I don't even know if we were engaged yet, and I, wanted, I was like, that is what I want. You know, Mm. and there was, you go into the basilica and there was um, a pedestal that didn't have a statue and there were saint statues on both sides. And I looked at Chris and with a little, you know, sass and I said, they're making the place for me. You know, like (laughs) this is where my saint statue is going to be, you know, like totally like St. Therese, you know, I will be, you know, I mean, I will not be a saint by halves, but I was like, do I still have that fervor? Where is that girl? 
Where is the girl mm. that thought that, you know, she mm. was hell-bent and determined to become a saint? You know, where is that? Is it the mundane of life that I don't see the mystery and the majesty in it? Like, where, how do I get back to her? Or better yet, how do I mm. become the woman and not the girl anymore that is called mm. to be that? And just that is how we're called to live. That universal call to holiness is for everyone. We all have a place at that table, that banquet table, you know, in this church. So are we going to take our rightful seats or not is the question that the Lord is posing to all of us in the church. Are we going to be holy or not? Are we going to be on fire or not? Is he going to consume us or not? Um, and I think that's where we're on the journey with you all. We have not yet arrived. We are very much pilgrims, well, each yeah. one of us. And so, um, so do not put us on that pedestal yet. We aren't, we're not there. We haven't earned it yet. We don't have that place yet. No. We are very much pilgrims. No, but are we going to cheer each other on as we are running the race towards heaven? Um, and that is what we want, really. I think that that is all of our prayers for this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I met one of our listeners at a, in an event a few months ago, and she said, you know, there's sometimes like where I just want to yell in, at the podcast, you know, when I'm listening and say, you guys are not normal, you know, and uh, because <laughs> she true, was just but... <laughs> feeling like, you know, we've come through a lot of things and are now at a peaceful place. And so and I was like, oh, girl, mm-hmm. let me tell you, there are so many things that we don't talk about <laughs> because we're in the midst of it, right? It's And it's not because we're hiding it, but it's like yeah. God is deeply at work within us. I mean, we would be bawling our heads off in about four seconds if we told you um, at this moment <laughs> where God is leading us. But just I'm saying that to reassure you that truly we are in this together. And I think it's going to take um, a personal commitment and a collective commitment, you know, that we are we are going there in our in our lives and we are going to be accompanying mm-hmm. each other. Uh, the church needs us. The church needs you, you know, to be who you were really meant to be and to and to get mm-hmm. serious about it. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, dear listeners, as you ponder this, um, what is the Holy Spirit stirring in your heart right now? You know, where is he where is he calling you? Where is the area of your life where he's speaking to? I mean, is there a part of your heart that comes alive that you know, okay, I, this is where I really need to grow. This is where, you know, is, is there a weakness in your life that you need to really open that to the Holy Spirit? And where is he calling us as a church to come together and to accompany one another? And and there's an answer. And I love, I just love, um, Michelle, that you threw out there, just a prayer. Like, Lord, show me the way, you know, increase my desire, show me the way. And any, any you know, desire we have is, is a reflection of God's desire for us. He's already anticipated that desire by initiating it. So the the answer is already there, and he's the answer, and so he's speaking to us because he loves us. So I just wonder as we start this season six off, and so you know we we've had some changes in the podcast, as you know we um, we decided with Ascension Press that to just to begin our own our own way, our own path, and so we've got a brand new website for you, and all kinds of things happening, and we've signed up with Patreon, and we're just asking people if you believe in this, and if you believe in what we're doing, and you want to come on the journey and help us on the journey, that you could support us, and so we're just kind of journeying together in a new, so we're all in a new path in a certain way of of you. Know, you know, come alongside, you know, come alongside, join our private Facebook group, um, come together in your city, come together and just as find community, come pull up a chair at the table. You, you belong here. You're welcome here. And we love you. So yeah, where in your life right now, um, kind of before we jump into our one thing here, like where in your life right now is, is the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now? And if you don't know, that's okay. Just ask him because he, he delights in you and he would love to show you where he desires to reveal the truth of who you are and that you're loved. So Michelle, Heather, any kind of closing comments like we could like as usual we could talk about a lot (laughs) so but for our first episode anything you guys want to kind of throw in here before we jump into our one thing i'm just excited you know for the journey this season Mm -hmm. and this year together um 
together with you both, but also together as an abiding together community. I'm excited for where God is going and um, and how we're going to follow Him mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I just want to reiterate: we this is a podcast, but it has grown into something organically more. Um, yes. And the way that you all share so openly with us, we do not take that for granted at all. We know that you inviting mm-hmm. us into your lives and into your hearts, um, whether it's just by listening to us or being in a discussion group, we know that that is a sacred place and we thank you for it. And we are very humbled by the sacred privilege of just journeying with you. As we said, not because we are ahead of the journey, because we are pilgrims with you on the journey, like linking arms with you together. You know, all of us are just literally, we're all just trying to find our way home. Mm -hmm. And that is, we are with you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that was the beautiful thing that we all came to the conclusion of, you know, us and Ascension is that this is more than a podcast and there was some other things Mm -hmm. that needed to happen. And so... Ascension was so gracious and kind and so supportive of, you know, unbelievably so. Yeah, this transition. So we're excited. We're excited for you to go check out our website and all the new things that are there. It's Mm -hmm. abidingtogetherpodcast.com. And we have speaking schedules and um, all the podcast things, series are laid out, you know, so that you can dive in with with your groups. Um, So yeah, we would love to hear your feedback about that. And we're excited. Mm -hmm. Very excited. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast, what we do is at the end of every episode, we offer a one thing for the week, something that's really captivating us or something that we laughed at, cried at, ate with, whatever whatever it is for you. It, it's a variety of things. And so it comes from everything from recipes. Heather has some great recipes. We hope she offers some this uh, season. And books, movies, uh, music, all kinds of stuff, Instagram posts, like whatever is particularly you know, just kind of opening our hearts at this time. So Michelle Benzinger, would you like to offer our listeners your one thing this week as we kick off season six? Yes, I just have one. Well, actually, I have a couple, but I'm only going to say one. But um, yeah, I just usually just get excited about life anyway. But my main thing is Maverick City Music. It is a new worship collective, and I am just blown Mm. away what they're doing in Atlanta. They are gathering different genres of worship and different people, and they come together and they just write music because their whole heart is that it be organic and that every tribe is represented in to worship God in his fullness. And um, I will always champion organic movements. I love them. I love the pioneer and I love organic movements. And Dante Brown is one of the um, big ones. And I just also just love Mm -hmm. that it is a beautiful opportunity for racial reconciliation, which is Mm -hmm. very big on our hearts because our family is biracial. And um, their song, The Real Thing, it is just, that boy has an anointing on him. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. I was just like, every time I listen to that song, I'm like, tears. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I hope, they did a couple of Instagram lives, and there is one with Stephanie Gretzinger and them, that they are covering one of House Fire's songs, and they haven't released it yet. They need to release that song. So, there's just some powerful worship music. So, yeah, Maverick City music. So, Heather, what about you? What is your one thing? Uh, my one thing is Bishop Barron's book. It's a recent book called Letter to a Suffering Church, where he talks about the sexual abuse scandal, and he's just very honest, you know, and I just, I, I appreciated his words there. I mean, it's like a dollar a copy or something like mm-hmm. that, so um, it's easy to get, wordonfire.org, you can find it there. And I think it, for me, you know, it was just comforting to hear a bishop of the church get real and honest and take you know, uh, yeah, just speak really honestly about it. I appreciated it so much. So hopefully 
if you're needing to read that book, that you'll seek it out. How about you, sister? Well, aside from the 70-degree weather in Washington State on an August day. <laughs> Girl. Girl, you know I know. I'm true. like, I've, I've, I've escaped South Texas for like a couple of weeks at my mom's house. Um, I do have to say, I think I said this during one of the seasons, but the book by Father Jacques Philippe uh, called The Way of Trust and Love, which is a retreat guided by St. Therese Levesseau, just is rocking. Every single word right now is just speaking deeply. So I just want to offer it to you again. Listeners, if you want to join in, um, it's not like a book study, but it's something that I'm personally reading. If you kind of want to, if that's maybe part of your story, where you're learning like how do I how do I live and trust in love and how do I you know how do I open my heart and my vulnerabilities and my weaknesses to the Lord he offers some really great insight with uh, one of the four women doctors of the church St. Therese who's a favorite of ours so I would happily offer that to you The Way of Trust and Love by Father Roque Philippe so well dear friends here we go are we ready here we go we're excited and we can't wait to join you and have you join us on the journey so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode if you liked it would you please share it with a friend Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.